Hey friends, welcome back to the Uncommon Cast, and we are very excited about this episode because this is part two with Rabbi Mendy. If you were listening the last time... So much anticipation. Oh my, it got cut (laughs) off. We were stressed. We were worried that we would not get more time with you, and it was such a good conversation, and so we are excited to bring it back to where we last left off. And um, we covered a lot, but long story short... We ended off our last conversation with you, well, where the memory left off in the last (laughs) podcast, was you brought us to this point that 3,331 years ago, you got got it, it. God manifested physically a message for, for, for the Jewish people and also all of mankind. And boom, the podcast cut off. Right there. And so we have all been anticipating this moment with you today to say, what is the message for all of mankind? And granted, this is all within the context of a few weeks ago, there was a tragedy right here, mm-hmm. a shooting right here that was spurred from hate and anti-Semitism. Um, and yet your message has been light can come out of darkness. And um, God has given you a microphone now mm-hmm. to share this light with the world and with us. And we're so thankful. So, And do we quickly want to revisit the notion of Hashem Please. for mm-hmm. our people? So um, that is the traditional Jewish way of um, referring to God. And so when you hear us today, we refer to Hashem. It means the name. Um, and that, that is the name for God. Awesome. So thank you for coming back. This is, uh, you, I think maybe you said it's like 2.0. It's actually 1.5. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, and I like the way you led right back. You brought us right back to the spot. So there's a universal message, okay? So we had this idea where creator creates the world for a purpose from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And the intention of the purpose is to relay that purpose. Like we spoke about a, um, a boss wants to get something done, wants to get something accomplished. So the more clear the instructions, the more clear their team can get those things carried out. So God said, okay, here are the rules. This is what, this is how you be my, you become my partners in creation. Mm-hmm. And together we can make this happen, which is the most empower, empowering thing I can imagine for a human yeah. being to be able to be partners with the infinite. Yeah. Really. I mean, what else is there? Right. That's so different than just saying, you're the created, this is what you do. God is saying, you're welcome to be a partner in creation, right. ongoing creation. That's yeah. a big difference. It is on so many levels. So it opens up to the idea to, um, to make, to have people, to make, it's a vulnerability within God. Because you take a partner, that means I need you to do something. If mm-hmm. I don't need you, I don't need you. <laughs> you know, you do whatever you want. It doesn't really matter. It's about you, maybe reward or punishment. It gets much bigger when you say, okay, you're my partner. Yeah. And, and I need you for this. When you say, I need you, that's a vulnerability. And that's an incredible concept that's hard to get our heads around. Mm-hmm. That the infinite, perfect creator would allow for need. That's very powerful. And now we become, we could tap into the infinite. That's what we can do by fulfilling a mitzvah. Or a commandment. People call it a good deed, but it's really, it's much more than just a good need. It is a good deed because anything creator says is a good deed, but it's a commandment. It's a connection. It's a connection. So every human being has an opportunity to create, to connect to the creator through the things that the creator asked us to do. 
Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So he said, you do what I ask, that's a connection. You don't do what I ask, and it's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to make it really hard, and I'm going to give you a positive inclination and a negative inclination. And that negative will try to get you to do everything you shouldn't do 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Good luck. Why would he do that? <laughs> if there were only a good side to us, and by the way, I, I, we mentioned off air before that there's a concept called a righteous person. A righteous mm-hmm. person is someone who doesn't have the struggle within them with the good and evil. And they don't have that choice. They can't do the bad. They don't have the desire to do the bad. So mm-hmm. it, this allows for something called freedom of choice. So we may have mentioned it in the past, but the point is that um, giving a person only a good inclination and saying to do good is it's like an angel. Right. Angels don't have that choice. Um, they just do what they're told to do, and there's not much of an argument or a, mm-hmm. d- there's nothing happening. The whole idea of this, this world, of creating this world, is to have a place where God is not visible and therefore allow for the potential of everything to go wrong all the time. <laughs> and then he says, okay, now you do it. It's like you're in the game. Right. Imagine playing a game a computer game that you can't lose. It's not fun. You're going to get bored well, very quickly. Why'd you look at me when you said computer game? <laughs> you just look like the computer game type, Cody. <laughs> oh, yeah, the guy with the glasses, huh? All right. And the computer yeah. and all the equipment. Um, yeah, so that's, you know, I asked my students a lot. I say, well, how long would you play a game that you can't lose? Mm-hmm. It's so it gets boring quickly. And there's no point. There's no point to it. It's no challenge. So for the first part of creation, the first part, which is this, you can call it a simulated game where we're the players while we're alive. And we mentioned that's why life is so precious, according to the Torah, because this is where we we can get to act. Once the soul departs from the body, um, that challenge is over. Mm -hmm. Now the soul living is in the world of truth and there's no choice there. Because there's only one way. There's only one way to get close to the creator. And that's the only soul desire of everything spiritual that doesn't have a physical veneer that has to get through. Mm -hmm. So with our soul in our bodies, oh, that's a challenge. So that's, and because of the inclination whose job it is to get us to fail as often as possible. Mm -hmm. So we are a, uh, um, we are three part. Every human being has, is made up of three parts, a body and then a soul, but but more more specifically, the good inclination and the bad inclination, and we want to try to lean as often as possible. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, it's challenging. Every day is a challenge. We want to lean towards doing the good. I don't know if you noticed the walls inside have gotten tripled, and oh. they they have people volunteering full time just to put up more of those from all over the world. Everywhere it's coming in. It's amazing. What are they? Um, notes okay. with uh, good wishes and heartfelt prayers and and just, you know, people all over schools and clubs and whatever, every groups of people saying, we're sorry about that mm-hmm. and we're with you mm-hmm. and just spend some time reading it and you just cry from the beauty and, and mm-hmm. the heart. So much feeling and so much love that's put into it. It's really, really special. That's amazing. I would imagine that people it. do it whenever there's a, a, a terrible incident like this, but I don't get to see it. Right. Right. And to really, you know, here you see it's pouring in. It's beautiful. You heard Wendy's, that the, the restaurant, Wendy's? Uh-huh. 
I yeah, that they're donating all proceeds from yesterday. From all the pr- proceeds that came in yesterday came. They donated to Chabad Poway. Hmm. Unbelievable! It's um, amazing. Yeah, so it's not kosher. So I can't eat there, but it's amazing how they just they did that. They took that yeah. initiative. And yeah, that's very. Strange. And I heard there were people lining up specially, you know, Aww. just to support. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. And and the the, the hashtag this is Poway belongs. Oh. On, on these things, you know, mm. this is the real Poway. What happened here mm. two weeks ago? That's not Poway. That's right. um, that's a evil. That's an evil act, mm-hmm. and uh, that's someone who allowed evil to completely control him, mm-hmm. and he went down that path, which is really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but the response, like, w- which is pretty much the message here today, that's right, is that specifically sometimes from darkness comes the greatest light, and that's the answer to your question, really. Why did God allow? Because from darkness comes greater light, right. but you have to allow for darkness so that you can have the greater light. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't appreciate light unless you true. experience darkness. So there's you two don't... levels to that. Number one is you don't appreciate it, but the Torah says that there's actually a greater light that comes mm-hmm. from it. It's not just an appreciation. It's more than that. The light is actually stronger when it comes from dark, in, in the darkness. Mm. So, And that's the purpose. So... It was created as an imperfect world to allow us to bring it to perfection, but not to bring it back to the way it was, bring it back higher than it was. And the only way to do that is by going into the trenches and allowing for dirt and darkness and evil mm-hmm. to prevail. And boy, has it. Mm-hmm. Just look through history. You know, yeah. really. Been a lot of darkness to the point where it gets hard to believe that there is even a fight going on because... How could it get this dark with mm-hmm. a good God? Yeah. Well, it makes you get to the point where um, you question, could there be yes. a good God? Correct. I was, I was telling you that last week I went to the, the Holocaust Remembrance, and they read a poem at that, um, and uh, about the six million, I think the poem was called Six Million, and the author of the poem actually ended, ended that moment by saying, I don't know if there's a God. Because of the depth and the the size mm-hmm. of right. of the pain and the tragedy and uh, right. of what Holocaust was, and so it does get get you to that point when you see the evil in the world that you question the God that has the power to stop. Right. Absolutely. Which gets to that vulnerability place, big time, like to the point where it's so far, like okay. This is not even funny anymore. How far can you go and still expect us to believe? Right. And the answer is in history, really far, further than you, you thought. Like, it's real. It's, it's that real that it, you get to the point where you think to yourself, wow. So did I mention the story? Was it recorded last week? The Holocaust story I, with a group of people? I think I remember which one you're talking about. So I'll just repeat it yeah. quickly. Please do. All right. Mm-hmm. And then I want to, if I can get through these yes. real quickly. We'll see if I can do all of it. So the story was after the Holocaust, um, there were a group of people in a DP camp and they were extremely hurt, hurting and mm-hmm. upset right. about um, what just happened in the Holocaust, Clearly, losing yeah. their family yeah. and losing and seeing it all go down. Um, and they decided to, to, to convene a tribunal, mm-hmm. a court, mm-hmm. a Jewish court. Three rabbis sat down and they brought God to court based on what happened and god was on trial for allowing something 
this severe to happen. Mm-hmm. And they had the court and they concluded that God was guilty. Guilty as charged. Yep. And um, they finished with the, the court was over. And then they turned around and they all made a minion, a quorum of 10 to pray the afternoon prayer to God. And that, that's the ultimate expression, I think, that they went through the unthinkable, mm-hmm. the indescribable, truth, truly. And then they brought God to court, found them guilty, and then turned around and prayed. Guilty of allowing that evil. So each person got up and said, my family was destroyed. Mm-hmm. I saw my wife killed. I saw my children torn from me and, and shot on the spot and mm-hmm. I, my parents and, my, and everybody. And then after that, they, they prayed. And, and that's, that's how it works. Hmm. That's how it works. We see the worst of, of all things. And so I'm sure people are wondering, like they're riding in their cars or they're thinking to themselves after hearing you share that. How could they do that? How could they continue to worship a God that they found guilty of abandoning them or of allowing terrible things to happen to them personally? What do we do with faith in the face of such things? Like, it's hard for us even to find a category for how to move forward in that. Um, that's a fair question. That's a good question. And it takes time. You have to allow yourself really time to think. And the reason is because emotions play a strong role. Mm -hmm. As soon as you start talking about such severe, what's the word, um, uh, injustice, our emotions just comes, just flooding forth. And you can't really think clearly when the emotions are pushing so hard. There's a place for emotions. We don't ever say they're not important. They're critical. They're actually the point of everything. But... In order to think clearly, you know, we have to be able to give it time, such a concept. The short answer is, and this is not the answer, this is a short answer. (laughs) We'll take it. Yeah. Is that God wants us to struggle, even with him. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's no problem in struggling. There's no problem in arguing. There's no problem in crying, complaining. Mm Mm-hmm. That's all good. That's all okay. As a matter of fact, that makes it real. Mm-hmm. You can't have a relationship right. where you can't complain. And mm. I think that that, what you just shared, is something that um, in the Christian tradition has been very neglected. Mm. We feel like oftentimes um, the protectors of God, God's integrity, and that if we push too hard or we complain too much or we reveal the places where apparently God is falling short in our lives or in the world. Um, Like we can't allow that to happen. That it's almost a sin to doubt or to complain or to question question or to have a conversation about a disagreement or misunderstanding with God. Which isn't true, right? Right. But there's this, um, uh, just an understanding that has been built up around this and people have been discouraged from questioning. People have been kicked out of worshiping communities for, um, raising too many difficult questions or wrestling, and um, we've lost that um, that ability in our tradition. So, it, do we mention the word Yisrael? Israel means struggle with God. Mm-hmm. That's because in the Bible, the story is is right. um, um, Yaakov, Jacob mm-hmm. was uh, was wrestling with an angel of God, and and he overpowered the angel. 
and the angel wanted to do his daily prayer and wanted to go back up to heaven, wherever, you know, spiritually, and wanted to pray. He had to have prayer a certain time. He said, I got to go now. He said, well, I got you. He said, give me a blessing. And he changed his name from Jacob to Yisrael, which means he who struggles with God and wins. And this concept of struggling with God is not new. So it's, it's in the Bible. It's in right. the Torah. Totally. And we do so. We have to do so every single day because, again, if it's a true relationship, mm-hmm. real, we have to be able to argue, complain, fetch, cry, all of it. Because that's, that's how we are. That's how we were created. You know, we, we rise above it. We pray. We don't lose faith. Mm-hmm. It actually strengthens. It, could, it has the potential to strengthen. I totally faith agree. Much deeper. Much, mm-hmm. much deeper when it gets real like this. It's when it gets real. It gets real. Exactly. It makes the relationship real. It's something we've been pointing our people to, um, in, specifically in the Hebrew tradition, to say this is, this is something so vital and so important and kind of trying to draw people back to it's okay to wrestle and be angry and question, like, let's, let's try this again, you know? This, this is why time with the rabbi is actually <laughs> so good because there's never a moment sitting down with you that you don't ask questions back. And I think it's in the question, in the dialogue, and in the conversation that we're challenged to really think and develop that muscle of faith that's real, mm-hmm. um, which leads us to you leading us through these seven okay. laws for all of humanity. So really quick, there's um, in super brief... They're called the Noahide laws because the last law was given, the first six were given to Adam and Eve in the beginning of time, and then we weren't so good at following it as a people, and then there was a flood, cleaned things up, and then God gave, reiterated the sixth, and then given the seventh law, which I'll get to in a minute. So first is do not worship any idols, that's the negative side. The positive flip side of that is place your belief and trust in God. The next is do not blaspheme his name, um, don't curse God, and that that's where respecting God and praising him or prayer, praise comes from. Uh, three is do not murder or injure. Um, doesn't say don't kill, but as a defense, if you have to, you know, you, you know that's different. But murder, to go out, like what happened here, mm-hmm. this was unacceptable for any human being on the face of the earth. And the flip side, the positive, is respect the sanctity of human life. Mm-hmm. Number four is do not have forbidden relations. The positive is God has defined marriage. Number five, do not rob, steal, or extort. Uh, and the, f- the f- positive is respect the property of others. We're going to skip number six. The seventh is set up courts of law. And the positive is justice is the foundation of true peace. So if you're going to have a society that works, it has to be these. And number six, which was given to Noah and his wife, Nama. <laughs> we mentioned that last time, I remember? That's right. Yes. He who says, knew yeah. Noah's wife's name up until this point <laughs> so right now? A number six given to them was don't eat meat, take them a still living animal. The positive is avoid, avoid cruelty. So every human being on earth, when we eat from an animal, which is permissible, doesn't mean you can't eat meat. It simply means don't hurt the animal. It has to be dead before you eat it. And you can't take pieces off and piecemeal the way it may have used to be before um, refrigeration. Mm-hmm. You think about it, like before refrigeration, you have an animal, you don't want to take mm-hmm. the whole animal, kill it, because then you only have a little bit of time to eat the whole animal. It starts to decompose. Mm-hmm. If you take a part off it, you know, then come back to it. So you can't hurt the animal. So it has to be. That's a, that's a big one because for many reasons, but they're all big. But number six is when you're looking at something who who is less power than you do mm-hmm. and don't treat it poorly Yeah, just because you can. This is really where a big test comes in and we have to rise up to be 
greater than ourselves, right. even if it costs, you know, because mm-hmm. it costs us. And we'll say, no, this, we're not going to go this far. We're going to avoid cruelty, be kind, even to an mm-hmm. animal. And I remember last time we talked mm-hmm. about um, how some of this may seem um, elementary or obvious, yeah. right? But it, in the time that those laws were given, they were revolutionary. Correct. Do you want to speak to that? Yeah, it's a great, it's a good point. Thank you for bringing that up. So it's interesting because number one, it was then and it's not so much now, which means we've been successful at making this the norm. That's right. It wasn't the norm then. Now you're saying, really? Seriously? That's, we all know that. You know that because we've been doing it for so many years and it's right. become the norm, which is a blessing. Mm-hmm. So I'll leave off by with this concept that these ideas, the ideas given at Sinai, have been changing the world. Yes. Have been changing the world. And now the world is a whole lot better than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying this sitting in this room, feet from where Lori was taken from us right. with an act of evil. Mm-hmm. So I'm not denying that there still is evil, believe me. But I'm saying collectively, it's much better. Don't let something like this slow us down, take us back. Mm. If anything, in its face, we move forward like hyperloop it, you know, just go forward, just move yeah. incredibly and push and live positively, live with these ideas and just like jump out of um, our little restrictive ways of living and try to go out there and make a difference, do random acts of kindness and, and bring more light to the world mm-hmm. because it's working. It's actually working. The world is getting better when these ideas are normative. That's a blessing. And we're almost there. I was struck looking at this card that you gave us and uh, I'd seen the, I, I, I remembered after our conversation that I had actually seen these before, but I'd never seen them with the positive attached to it. Mm. And so often um, I think that's needed in our culture today because uh, I think so often when somebody hears a do not or you can't, it's an immediate wall or it shuts them down. And to, to see a positive of like, what does this really mean to, you know, b- place your belief and trust in God, mm-hmm. to respect God and his praise, to n- avoid cruelty, these kinds of things. That's things that people can really attach onto and say, oh, yeah, yeah, I get that. I get mm-hmm. that. But the do not thing is kind of like, oh, you're telling me what to do. Uh, so I just, I just want to say I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, that's very true. We shut down. People say, don't do it. Okay, I'm not listening. But it's good to understand. Also helps you, both sides help you understand, you know what? There's an understanding. There's a reason behind it. We're wise enough. We're we're intelligent enough to think it through and we get to see what's behind it. You you should do this because this is the other side. Don't do that because there's this. And and so one um, counters the other and gives you a deeper understanding of why it's being told. Your, your, Your mom said, go brush your teeth. Oh. Not again. I did it yesterday. You know, <laughs> you say, listen, you have teeth. You want to keep them if they're clean. So there's the positive side of it. You understand that once you understand, you say, okay, now that makes a lot of sense. It's easier to fulfill because we, we're on board and we're mm-hmm. not just being told what to do like a little child. We have a un- deeper understanding. That's, right. that's, that's the plus. So in this, in this time and as, as we wrap up, and by the way, these, these seven laws of um, Noah were... Um, Many rabbis have written, uh, written about this over the years, that these were the laws given to Noah's sons, and they can be um, all extracted from Genesis. Um, and uh, what is the message, um, just in light of, of everything that, that has just happened? Um, it seems as if, 
and you would agree that God has given you a microphone to the world, you, Rabbi Goldstein, your congregation, um, that you are being a light not just to the nation but to all nations, mm-hmm. that, one, that one charge. So, so what, do I, what do I do? What, uh, how can we be light? What is, uh, what is our going forward message from you? Um, so what, is it, what do they say? An educated customer is the best customer or something, right? So I think we, sh- we need to educate ourselves. So this is a, um, a message that's been around for 5,779 years. So it's time with the age of information, let's get educated. It's not difficult. It's actually fascinating. I think most people will find it very interesting. You can go to this website, asknoah.org, for example. I'm not directly associated with it, but it's it's we'll provide wonderful. A link in yeah. our notes, and they have courses there in myriads of languages. A lot you'll see on the website. There's many languages you can go study it and and kind of like join the Noahide um, force, you know. And I believe that the more people know about it, just the better the world's going to be collectively. We're in this together. Like Rabbi Goldstein said, a little bit of light dispels a lot of darkness. A lot of light pushes it all away. Mm-hmm. So in the Hasidic teachings, they teach us something very, very beautiful. It says that during the times of King Solomon, the world was at the most peaceful that it's ever been mm. during his time. That's why it's called Shlomo. It comes in the word Shalom, which is peace. During his time, there was peace in the world. And um, so it says there that even though it was the most peaceful time, but there was still room for negativity. And that's why later it came back with a vengeance. You know, and there were many negative times later. We're trying to get to a point in, 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 in the world, and this is the purpose of creation. It's called the times of Mashiach, or the times of, it's a utopian idea. It's mm-hmm. not man-made utopian idea. It's God's given utopian idea. From the beginning, I created the world so you can perfect the world. Perfect it, not make it good. Perfect it. And in a perfect world, God is at home. So what does it mean to be at home? We may have mentioned this. Yeah. Home is a place you feel comfortable. That's the definition of a home. If you don't have a place that you're comfortable, oh my goodness, you know, give me a call after the podcast. <laughs> and we have to talk about that. You know, if you don't have a place you feel comfortable, mm-hmm. like really to be yourself, let your guard down. You can't always have your guard up. You have to be comfortable. That's humans. God says, I want a home in this world. In heaven, God's at home always. But in this world, we're... It's so bad sometimes that we mm-hmm. question God's existence. That's the key. Can we make a home? Can we? So what does it look like? What does a home for God look like in this world? Right. The answer is, it's a place where blind can see. There's no blind. And there's no deaf. And there's no mute. And there's no lame. And there's no poverty. There's no jealousy. This is what the Torah says. All these things will be no more. No, no more death. In the times of Mashiach, there's no more death because you can't have God at home and death. Death is, by definition, the opposite of life, and God is life, source of life. So you can't have death. So all these things make perfect sense in a perfect world, in a world that God is comfortable. Mm-hmm. And our job is to turn on the light so strongly that there's no darkness. For example, there's no shadow. As an example, it gives what is the shadow? It's the absence of light. So if let's say you have a powerful light on one 
area shining down. And, and then the opposite of that, there's something, an obstacle standing there. So on the other side of that obstacle is going to be darkness. It's a shadow. What happens if the light is everywhere? There's no room for darkness, not even a shadow. And that's the goal. That's what it's all about. And that, we're promised that will happen through our actions. It's kind of awesome. We can do it. Only we can do it. And this generation, more than ever before, we have the Lubavitcher Rebbe, the Chabad Rebbe, the one responsible for all the Chabad houses. This is Chabad of Poway. This is Chabad of all over the world. And he told us we're living in this special time. We could see it now. He said, open your eyes and just notice what's going on. And now we do. And so schools for the deaf have closed down. First time in history. Since the prophet said it's going to happen in that time, schools for the deaf have closed down. There's a cochlear implant technology allows the deaf to hear millions. So we can see it happening. It's unfolding. And blind people. It's never been blind people were able to see up until a couple years ago. Now, I don't know the number, hundreds of thousands. It's going to enter into the millions maybe. You know, eventually all blind people will be able to see. We can already see the world becoming this type of world. And again, it's not happening on its own. And it won't happen on its own. It's got to be us. We're partners. So we're this close. We're, we're, we're empowered. We realize where we're standing. We can start putting together, connecting the dots, as they say. And it's just the final push. So from something like this, that happened mm-hmm. down the hall right. with Lori and Rabbi and the whole community. And, and, and people are suffering. They're going through difficult times. There's no question. But with that message from the rabbi, I think it's an entirely different experience. Because even though it's hard and people are struggling, we know that we're going to get through this. And not just us. All of history is going to get through it. Maybe through this act. And move forward in a way that's never happened before. It sounds grandiose. And it is. Because I think it's true. I wouldn't have said it otherwise. And I, you, know, you can see it unfolding. I mean, why are we sitting here together? Yeah. Why are we... This didn't happen before. It's happening now. Mm -hmm. It's an opportunity for every one of us to realize that two things. It's going to happen, and it's going to happen with us. So let's get out of bed more quickly in the morning, and let's get dressed and get the job done because we can make it happen. Only us. I love it. So good. And may we all be a part of ushering in and creating a home for God. Being a, a power of light in a world of darkness, being a power of life in a world that sometimes feel like we're surrounded by death. And um, thank you so much for giving us that that charge today. Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, we'll 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 continue. Let's well, do it again. Yes, because <laughs> I have an idea for the next podcast. Good. With you. And maybe in one day we can open it for the listeners. They have questions, and we can oh, we can yeah, talk about so it. Fun. That's a great mm-hmm. idea. So to close out this time, thank you so much, Rabbi Mendy. Thank you're you welcome. so much, listeners. And uh, you can find us on uncommongoodsd.com. You can find us on social media at UncommonGoodSD. And uh, hey, if you have questions, reach out to us at HelloUncommonGoodSD.com. We love you guys. Later.